As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. All right, vibes are right, ambiance is right. This is the bottle of Love Corkscrew Cabernet Sauvignon called We're Moving On Up. This is a black-owned Chicago-based company founded by a woman named Krishan Lampley. Shout out to you, Krishan. They have a number of great varieties, but order online or find them at Target. Super good, classic Cabernet, just fire, 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 fire overall. This is another episode of a podcast called Grab a Glass, hosted by yours truly, David Thomas, better known as DT. Thank you for coming back. Welcome back. I want to start this episode, episode 14, by sharing condolences to the family and friends of Regis Philbin, as he passed away this week of natural causes at the age of 88. I was a big, big fan of Regis, specifically from his days of hosting Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. I mean, who didn't watch that? That's when TV was TV. You know what I mean? When everybody was gathered around to watch one television show, you knew everybody was going to be watching it. I don't feel like we have that anymore. And Regis is one of those people that was a part of that era, at least for me in my life. Our whole family would be in the den, TV room watching that, and we would be glued, absolutely glued to the TV, especially if it was a black person on there, because that's like for your cousin. And to me, at that time, a million dollars was a lot of money. So Regis being witty and poking at people and have comedic timing and all that stuff, that was that was huge. And I, I remember all of that so well. I was also Regis Philbin in a play in fifth grade, which I remember very vividly. And that was really, really fun. It allowed me to act out something that I saw on TV. Uh, and they definitely gave us the freedom to do whatever we wanted in terms of improvisation at that time. A young lady by the name of Emily Harris was my co-star. She played Vanna White in the play. It was like we were hosting the play, if you will. Uh, Emily was literally one of the prettiest girls in school. So that was a pleasure. <laughs> I remember right before the first night of the play, because I think we did it like a couple of nights in a row, she was nervous and wanted to hold my hand to calm her down, calm her nerves. At fifth grade, in fifth grade, that's a big deal. Still one of the top 10 moments of my life. Shout out to you, Emily Harris. And shout out to Decatur Classical Elementary School for casting me, the Black Regis, in 2002 or something like that. I'm giving shout outs today, by the way. Fuck it. That's what I'm doing today. I'm giving out shout outs. So shout out to Regis and his family. Hopefully, Regis, you are resting in peace. 
Thank you for all the memories. Thank you for bringing families together for years and years and years. And hopefully your family is, is doing okay during this time. Let me also send prayers, thoughts, and good energy to Kanye West. The past two weeks, I record this podcast and then I release it on Sunday. And on Monday, there's some Kanye public news. So I've missed the news cycle, I guess, around Kanye every week, which is fine. So within this week, this past week, there's been a lot that has happened with Ye. Specifically with the South Carolina rally and tweets that are going out and etc, etc, you guys know. And if you live under a rock or you've just written Kanye off, which that's your prerogative, you can live under a rock and you certainly don't have to fuck with Ye. But if you don't fit into one of those two categories, you're aware of what's happened this week and I don't want to rehash everything, I don't. However, let me say this. If you aren't seeing, hearing, and reading pain, trauma, uncertainty, unhappiness, or just an overall mental health episode, you need a lesson. You need a lesson in compassion. And, let me say, you need to pick up a book or Wikipedia some literature around mental health. Especially if you're a black man. Or, if you're not a black man, what black men are going through. Now, again, let me be clear. This does not absolve Kanye of his own responsibilities to himself, his family, and his community. Kanye West has to want to get better. He has to want to not sacrifice taking his meds to be more creative during album time. And he still really needs to assess. I mean, really, really, he needs to assess how he's going to be affecting this election. But regardless of all that, and again, he needs to take responsibility for those things. That is a man we're talking about. This is a man we're talking about here, a black man. Behind the millions of dollars and records sold and that genius brain of his and all that bravado, that is a man, a black man. I'm sickened to see people talk wild about Kanye. Or anyone else in the spotlight when they're going through something. Just because they're famous. I fear for those people. I really do. I don't want to see Kanye or anyone else have the same fate as some of my other musical favorites. Whitney Houston. Amy Winehouse. Mac Miller. All people who had trauma and pain that we and the people closest to them ignored or continued to talk about them as if they weren't human as if they're above being human where i do take solace for kanye west though is that it appears that he has a decent support system so in continuing the shout out tour that is today's episode shout out to his wife kim kardashian west he finally apologized to her on twitter this week and his guys dave chappelle dame dash justin bieber Haley bieber i think also attended people who went out to wyoming to see him, to check on him, to make sure that he was good, to make sure that he didn't feel alone. That's real friendship. That's what Kanye needs in moments of need. That's what I need in moments of need. That's what everybody needs in moments of need. Human beings need community. They need support. And this Kanye West shit's not just some funny shit to laugh at at the timeline. It's real shit. It's real life. It's a human being, guys.
Now, normally at this point, I'd crack a joke or two about the situation. I'm not going to do that here. I won't do that here. I think this is a serious situation. Not to be joked on. Pray for Ye. That's a beacon of light when he's at his best. And I don't think it's a laughing matter. It's just my thoughts. On to sports since they're back. You guys tuned in? Are you back watching sports? I'm, I'm like halfway in, halfway out. I got one foot in, one foot out. I watched a little bit of Cubs baseball. I watched a little bit of the scrimmages from the NBA. I watched a little bit of the WNBA. It's just like falling out of my life a little bit. And I'm not like super eager to get jumped back into it just because of everything that's going on. But I'm checking it out here or there. Update. I'm decently surprised with what and how the NBA is handling the bubble. Decently surprised. At least in terms of using it as a platform for the issues we face as a society when it comes to race and black lives. Tobias Harris, CJ McCollum, Marcus Smart, handful of other guys have made sure to bring up the names of the victims of police brutality and justice, specifically for Breonna Taylor, which is amazing. It's exactly what I wanted. Ask me a question. Nah, nigga, I don't want to hear that shit. Breonna Taylor, justice. That's all I'm going to say today. That's huge. It's huge. We can't let people forget. So kudos to those guys and all the other guys I didn't name. I'm sure there are plenty. Excellent job by those men. And the WNBA as a whole is crushing this shit. No shock there. You know, the ladies are leading the charge. No shock. No shock there. (laughs) They're doing it right. They have Breonna Taylor's name on the back of their jerseys. So even in the game, as they're playing, you cannot forget, you cannot ignore. Thank you to the WNBA. That goes beyond what I've seen any of the other leagues do. Of course, again, no shock. Shout out to them and their leadership from the players and otherwise. Major League Baseball has gotten in on it, which just wasn't a league that I expected to to really take this on and take it seriously. And as far as I've seen, the league is doing good work. They're bringing some shine to the issues. Kudos. Kudos to them. While that league isn't dominated by African-American players like the NBA or the NFL, with the amount of Latinx men they have in the league, including some of those Latinx men who have black skin, this is so important. Especially for a sport that's considered America's pastime, America's game, whatever you want to call it. It's huge. However, (laughs) I've seen two examples of things from white players that made me scratch my head at first and then shake my head later. Giants pitcher Sam Coonrod, (laughs) and I'm not joking or being silly with his name. His name is Sam Coonrod. Again, a white man was the only player that didn't kneel during a moment of solidarity. It wasn't the anthem. It wasn't a Black Lives Matter moment. Black Lives Matter wasn't even uttered during this video presentation, which was basically just a monologue from Morgan Freeman about equality. Sam Coonrod just decided that he didn't want to be in solidarity with the rest of the players. He, he wasn't about equality, clearly. He said, and I quote, I meant no ill will by it. I don't think I'm better than anybody. I'm just a Christian. 
I believe I can't kneel before anything but God, Jesus Christ. I chose not to kneel. I feel if I did kneel, I'd be a hypocrite. I don't want to be a hypocrite. I can't get on board on a couple of things I've read about Black Lives Matter, how they lean towards Marxism, and said some negative things about the nuclear family, blah, 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 end quote. Again, folks, this was not about Black Lives Matter. This was about equality for all races and people that make up the Major League Baseball League and our world. This was Major League Baseball that put this on. Not about Black Lives Matter. Not this moment, at least. He chose to stand while all the rest of the players kneeled. And Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Use Jesus, whom I too love, by the way, as an excuse not to kneel. All right, Coonrod, let's, <laughs> let's dive into this, buddy. I don't think Jesus would like that, Coonrod. I'm pretty sure Jesus did a lot more than kneel for equality. Jesus is equality, Coonrod. Jesus would expect you to fall your sorry, uppity ass on those tired, weak-ass knees with your fellow man and show support to all of his people. We're not going to let you weaponize him and, and try to be looked upon as noble, as taking a stand here. I hope the Giants lose every fucking ball game you pitch in this year, buddy. Coonrod. Sorry, ass motherfucker. Forgive me, Jesus. <laughs> Forgive me. I have work yet to do as well, y'all. But we can't go for this as a society, as sports fans, as baseball fans. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. Sure thing. But when it smells like shit and it looks like shit... It's some bullshit, and it has to be called out. It has to. So, Sam Coonrod, you're wrong. I know you have black teammates, whether they're black-skinned Latino men or African-American men. I hope they pressed your ass. I would have. Cubs fans out there, our very own Kyle Schwarber, in game two of the season here, wore a Chicago police hat during warm-ups, while also wearing a BLM shirt that the rest of the team was wearing. I don't know if that was team-mandated or what. That led to CPD's Deputy Director of News Affairs and Communications, a gentleman by the name of Tom Ahern, to tweet out, shout-out to Cubs Kyle Schwarber for supporting our team, and tweet. Now, being the Cubs fan that I am, I'm well aware of Kyle's charity work, geared towards helping first responders. Well aware of it. I think the charity is called Swarber's Neighborhood Heroes. I'm also well aware that he's the son of a police chief and apparently comes from a family of first responders. That's amazing. That's awesome. And kudos to all of his family and his father for the service that they put in. Again, this is not an anti 
police podcast. I, I get it. Like I said, I understand. Not every cop is the one that's going to murder black people in cold blood. I got it. I understand. And, and you want to represent your family and that's your charity. Totally cool. Got it. That said, Kyle Schwarber, and I know your ass went to IU, so you might not be that smart, but I do think you're smart enough and emotionally aware enough to know what's happening in America and what that hat means in game two of the season while the rest of the league is spotlighting BLM in response to police brutality. It's game two, bro. You couldn't even let them get two games off before you broke out the cop hat. This was either A, extremely tone deaf, B, super naive, or C, consciously chosen in opposition for the BLM shirt that he was made to wear and that his teammates were wearing. Three options. Now, if it's somehow A or B, he underhanded this to Mr. Ahern. He's allowing CBD to say, see, there are some players that don't fuck with Black Lives Matter. If it's A or B, A being he's extremely tone deaf, or B being super naive, he underhanded this to Tom Ahern, and he should try to fix it. If Kyle would like to reply to Mr. Ahern, and let him know that he's about making sure both sides are safe and supported, I'll back off. I like you, Kyle, decently. I'll back off. Still makes you naive, or tone deaf, to how the system is currently set up, but perhaps he's just... You know, an overly optimistic-ass white boy with privilege and doesn't see the fact that it's going to be hard for those things to coexist. Nothing too new there, right? Because yes, I do think in a perfect world, someone can want the best for black people and want the police to represent and safely protect all communities the same. But this isn't a perfect world, and society has a lot more work to do before that can happen, and that's what police are doing. So, that's difficult. I think Kyle actually did see. I think he wanted to contrast the shirt he had on, and he was sending a message with the police hat. I hope he proves me wrong. I hope he does. Because there's Black Cubs teammates, Black Cubs fans, People who aren't black, that support Black Lives Matter, that aren't happy with the police right now. Felt like a message to me. Hope I'm wrong. Now, I won't go as far as to say I hope the Cubs lose any game he plays in. I have a rooting interest in this. However, (laughs) I sure as hell hope players like Jason Hayward press his ass. I would. Shout out to Jason Hayward, too, by the way. <laughs> Jay, hey, listen, if you're listening, buddy, because you and I got mutual friends. If you need anything, bro, if you need your toilet bowls cleaned or your windowsills dusted or, or anything done around the crib or whatever, for a small fee of about $200,000 a year, I'll personally do any errands you need done, bro. I got you. For sure, I got you, bro. One last special shout out that I I realize I I need to be doing right before we hit Fly Shit Only. I want to salute and shout out all the people doing the ally work. 
That's athletes that are doing the ally work that we're seeing on TV, nurses that are doing ally work in these hospitals, teachers who are doing ally work in these schools, your friends, my friends. If you are a white person or even a person of non-black descent and you are really, really doing the work, educating yourself, checking your unconscious bias, spotlighting black people who have been silenced, calling out your friends and your family for their biases and their prejudices, even if it's falling on deaf ears, I shout you out. And just know I'm making sure that I'm doing it for the other marginalized people in this country, in this world as well. That is how we get the world we want to live in. On to fly shit only. Fly Shit Only is a segment of this podcast where I put you on game to the music, cinema, books, and or miscellaneous parts of the culture I'm enjoying at the moment. And I got some good shit this week. I'm hype about this. I got some good shit this week. I'm a part of a book club. Shocker. (laughs) I read, y'all. I'm a part of a book club. It's called NWA, a.k.a. Niggas with Aptitude. No, don't steal our name. Don't. I didn't come up with the name. So I can't take credit for it, but it's a fantastic name. Don't steal our shit. A few good brothers originally from Evanston, shout out to them, allowed me, someone who grew up just south of their hometown, a couple blocks south, to join them. And our first book was written by Tomi Adeyemi, and it was called Children of Blood and Bone. It was excellent. This was months ago. And I highly, highly recommend Children of Blood and Bone. If you liked Harry Potter as a kid and all its white-ass characters, you'll appreciate this far more as an adult for its depth, its symbolism, its character development, and its diversity. Well, the guys and I are back at it. On to the second book in the trilogy from Tomy called Children of Virtue and Vengeance. Just that title alone has me hype. I haven't opened it quite yet. I'm finishing another book. I talked about it last week, but it's not going to take me long to go through this book. One, because I love the first one. And two, just listen to that title, Children of Virtue and Vengeance. Hmm. (laughs) Tomi is a 26-year-old Nigerian-American novelist from right here, Chicagoland area. She's 26. (laughs) Her future is so bright, eager to jump into book two. If you haven't had a chance, grab the first book, Children of Blood and Bone. Read that. Let me know what you think. Musically, Currency dropped a project called The Outrunners alongside Harry Fraud. Harry is the producer. The songs with Rick Ross and Conway the Machine and Jim Jones are all smashes. Currency deserves a lot more credit for what he's doing in the game. Check this album out. Definitely go to the song with Rick Ross. I don't know. Check it out. It's, it's, good. it's good music, guys. Lastly, this week on Flash It Only, J. Cole is back. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. He's back, y'all. Two songs that will be singles packaged as Lewis Street, I believe is the name. Yes, Lewis Street is the name of the two singles. But it's two singles that will be coming from an upcoming album called The Fall Off. Song number one on this two-pack that we got, The Climb Back. Insane. Typical J. Cole, bars, imagery, everything. Song number two, Lion King on Ice, a little bit different, but also equally insane. Cole is on a mastery level. I've shared on this podcast my connection to J. Cole. He's just doing, he's just, even if you don't like hip hop, 
you cannot deny the mastery, the intelligence that goes into these songs. You should absolutely check them out. Again, the two packs called Lewis Street, song one, the climb back, song two, Lion King on Ice. That concludes another episode of a podcast called Grab a Glass, hosted by yours truly, David Thomas, better known as DT. Thank you again for listening here on episode 14. I am so, 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 so thankful for all the response that I'm getting every week. It's new people reaching out saying, hey, I'm listening. Hey, I'm sharing. Please continue to do that. It's been a really, really great ride for me, and I'm going to continue. I haven't missed a week. We're not going to miss a week. This is here to stay. Please follow me at Everybody Knows DT on Instagram. That's at Everybody Knows DT. Much love to the creators. No matter your flavor, may God forever be in our favor. Thanks for listening.